same-sex couples all across this country are worried about the future of their marriages because of the Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs. Since Obergefell, nearly 300,000 same-sex couples have been married. Look, Obergefell, like Roe versus Wade, ignored two centuries of our nation's history. The landmark Respect for Marriage Act, we ensure that marriage equality remains the law of the land. I am one of only nine openly gay members of this body. For me, this is personal. Welcome to This Way Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Greg Gordon. The Euro Commission loses patience with homophobic Hungary. Christian Zealots zap Seoul's Queer Culture Festival. And bipartisan congressional respect supports U.S. marriage equality. Those stories and more this week, now that you've chosen This Way Out. I'm Elena Botkin-Levy. And I'm Joe Bainline. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending July 23rd, 2022. The European Commission is suing Hungary over its no-promo-homo law. It's been a year since the commission put the government of autocratic prime minister Viktor Orban on notice that the blatantly anti-queer law violates basic tenets of the European Union. Taking its case to the Luxembourg-based European Court of Justice on July 15th, a statement issued by the commission explained, The Hungarian authorities did not sufficiently respond to our concerns in relation to equality and the protection of fundamental rights, and did not include any commitment to remedy the incompatibility. Orban enthusiastically supported the measure that bans disseminating to minors any content that promotes or portrays divergence from self-identity corresponding to sex at birth, sex change, or homosexuality. Hungarian Justice Minister Judit Varga called the commission's lawsuit baseless and declared EU membership does not affect Hungary's right in any way to make decisions of its own about child protection and in accordance with its national identity. High in the Pyrenees Mountains, same-gender civil partnerships have climbed to the same status as civil marriage in the Principality of Andorra. The General Council's unanimous July 21st vote changed the family code to grant queer couples all the rights of their heterosexual peers. About 80,000 people live in Andorra, a small number compared to the millions of tourists who visit its luxury ski resorts annually. Citizens will now have the marriage equality already offered to lesbian and gay couples in neighboring Spain and France. The legislation includes the right to change legal gender identity without medical intervention, as well as divorce law reforms. Andorra became a parliamentary co-principality under its own constitution in 1993, but retained the president of France and Catalonia, Spain's Roman Catholic Bishop of Orgel as ceremonial two co-princes. The amendments to the Family Code are expected to take effect six months after the formal rubber stamp signatures of French President Emmanuel Macron and Bishop of Orgel, Joan-Henrique Vivis Cecilia. 
the Taipei High Administrative Court overruled the decision of a local registry office to deny a binational gay couple an application to record their marriage. It only took a five-minute hearing for the court to recognize Taiwanese Lu Yinjian and his Japanese spouse, Aizaburu Arihoshi. Taiwan opened civil marriage to gay and lesbian couples in 2019, but the law does not allow a Taiwanese citizen to marry a same-gender spouse from a country where the marriage would be illegal. 34-year-old Lu told a post-hearing press conference, We have been together for seven years, and now we can finally become legitimately husband and husband. 42-year-old Arihoshi added, I had always thought marriage would not be an option in my life, but I wanted to prove that homosexuals and heterosexuals should be treated the same. Today, I believe I achieved that. Taiwanese queers have had to go to court to get their marriages to spouses from Macau, Malaysia, and Singapore recognized. Activists are pushing Taiwan's government to fix the laws to make such cases unnecessary. A draft amendment for that purpose was offered in January 2021, but has yet to be approved by the cabinet. A U.S. federal judge won't let the Biden administration protect transgender people from discrimination. Tennessee's Republican Attorney General Herbert Slattery had argued that separate guidance issued by the Department of Education and by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission may prevent states from enforcing laws that ban trans girls and women from competing in school sports, and laws that deny trans people the use of single-sex public facilities based on their gender identity. In his temporary injunction, Judge Charles Atchley of the Eastern District of Tennessee agreed. He wrote that the federal guidance directly interferes with and threatens plaintiff states' ability to continue enforcing those state laws. Volunteering to join the volunteer state's lawsuits are Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, and West Virginia. The federal agencies based their guidance on last year's Supreme Court rulings that said LGBTQ people are protected from discrimination in school and in the workplace. Judge Atchley was appointed by the former president in 2020. His temporary injunction will remain in force until the court case has been resolved. Greek gay activist Zach Kostopoulos is dead, and a man serving a 10-year prison term for helping to brutally beat him to death has been released after just two months behind bars. The 33-year-old HIV-positive, sometimes-drag performer known as Zaki O., ran into a jewelry store owned by Spiros Demopoulos. Private investigators hired by his family say that Zaki was fleeing unknown assailants. The 77-year-old proprietor and his 60-year-old friend, Thanasis Hortarias, inexplicably assaulted Kostopoulos. He was beaten almost to death by the time police arrived. According to video recovered by the private investigators, officers called to the shop continued what some call a hate crime. They cuffed Kostanopoulos's arms behind his back and kicked him several times in the head. 
The official conclusion was that the two elderly men were defending themselves against a violent robbery attempted by someone on drugs. The Costopoulos family's investigation found no drugs in his bloodstream. Because of family responsibilities, including his wife's health, Hortarius was provisionally released as he appeals his conviction. Demopoulos has been allowed to serve his sentence at home because of his advanced age. Four police officers charged with injury resulting in death were acquitted in a separate trial. Zach's mother, Eleni Kostopoulos, asked, What kind of justice is this? Russia's top female tennis player came out during a July 19th interview with a Russian blogger. World number 12 ranked Daria Kasatkina condemned the increasing official homophobia in the country. She said, This notion of someone wanting to be gay or becoming one is ridiculous. I think there's nothing easier in this world than being straight. Kasatkina later posted on social media photos with her girlfriend, Olympic figure skater Natalia Zabiako. She notes that she's not now in her homeland and expressed fears that it may not be safe for her to return to Vladimir Putin's Russia. Kasatkina may have sealed her fate with a closing comment, Living in the closet is impossible. It's too hard. It's pointless. Living in peace with yourself is the only thing that matters. F everyone else. Finally, an estimated 13,000 dancing people waved rainbow flags at Seoul's Queer Culture Festival on July 16th. Parade-goers in the South Korean capital's downtown district heard rally speeches calling for laws protecting LGBTQ people from discrimination. It was the first public LGBTQ pride event in Seoul in three years after COVID shutdown celebrations in 2019, 2020, and 2021. The barrier this year was a noisy virus of counter-protest by right-wing Christian conservatives. Thousands of police officers from close to 60 units kept the two sides separated. Matching queer activists' pursuit of equality, Christian zealots have gained increased political power in socially conservative South Korea in recent years. Seoul Mayor Oh Se-hun told a Christian newspaper earlier in the week, the city may prohibit the Pride event from accessing the City Hall Plaza from next year onwards if this year's participants exhibit indecent materials or overexpose their bodies. Speaking to the Associated Press, rights activist Beijing Zhou responded to Oh's comments that the mayor should be more concerned about the environment of discrimination that surrounds us. That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude for the week ending July 23rd, 2022. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucha Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazer, and brought to you by you. Thank you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. And you can read the transcript and listen to News Wrap each week by subscribing to our This Way Out radio channel on YouTube. For This Way Out, I'm Elena Botkin-Levy. Stay healthy. And I'm Joe Bainline. Stay safe. 
This Way Out is supported in part by contributions from our listeners. Some give a little each month, some make a larger annual contribution. More information and a link to give are online at thiswayout.org. Thank you. On the day the Supreme Court decided we had equality rights for marriage in this country, a bunch of us stood in front of the court and sang the national anthem. Because it's a beautiful thing when your country catches up to you. U.S. Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney of New York is talking about the day the Supreme Court ruled in the Obergefell case that same-gender couples had the right to marry. He's leading the charge to defend that right in the event of another precedent-breaking high court decision like the one that threw out Roe v. Wade. Whether or not every American, despite their race or their sexuality, has the freedom to marry the person they love. It's a simple choice. Look, Obergefell, like Roe versus Wade, ignored two centuries of our nation's history. On his podcast, The Verdict, with Ted Cruz this week, the junior senator from Texas continued to push his fact-free verdict on the high court's 2015 marriage equality ruling. Marriage was always an issue that was left to the states. Uh, in Obergefell, the court said, no, we know better than you guys do, and now every state must uh, m- must sanction and, and permit gay marriage. Um, I think that decision was clearly wrong when it was decided. Um, it was the court overreaching. Good morning. I'm uh, delighted to be here at the invitation of our caucus chair and vice chair. Congressman David Cicilline of Rhode Island spoke on behalf of the House LGBTQ Plus Equality Caucus on July 19th for a bill to codify marriage equality once and for all. I'm proud that the Democratic Party and the Democratic Caucus is responding swiftly to the sort of anti-freedom, far-extreme Supreme Court that is committed to really taking away freedoms that Americans have enjoyed for a very long time access to abortion care, access to contraceptions, and even uh, access to marriage, the institution of marriage and marriage equality. And so we don't have to wonder if that's the Supreme Court's plan because we saw in Justice Thomas's concurrence specific reference to Obergefell and a, uh, uh, an urging of the court to revisit the substantive due process cases that recognize those freedoms, those rights uh, for all Americans. Uh, So later today, the House will vote on H.R. 8404, the Respect for Marriage Act. Um, These are economic issues uh, because, as in family planning, a marriage status confers all kinds of economic benefits in tax policy, in buying insurance, and securing a mortgage. So these are important to LGBTQ families. Uh, People build their lives, married families build their lives uh, together, knowing that the government will respect and recognize their marriages. Um, However, same-sex couples all across this country are worried about the future of their marriages because of the Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs and, in particular, Justice Thomas's alarming and extreme concurrence where he calls for the court to revisit seminal substantive due process cases and specifically, as I said, calls out Obergefell. The Respect for Marriage Act will create stability and certainty for families worried about what the future may bring. This will ensure that that the marriage and access to marriage is not denied based on sexual orientation, 
uh, race, gender, ethnicity. And by passing this law, we will make certain that those Americans who have settled their lives and ordered their families around a recognition of marriage equality will continue to uh, and be ensured that those marriages will be respected. I want to thank Chairman Nadler of the Judiciary Committee, uh, Chairman Jeffries, the chair of our caucus, uh, who were instrumental in crafting this bill and look forward to its swift passage in the House. Andy Hum and Ann Northrup reviewed the bill in detail on their Gay USA TV show. This was uh, Jerry Nadler's bill. Uh, the Respect for Marriage Bill repeals DOMA. It explicitly permits same-sex and interracial marriages nationwide. And it says that if you are legally married anywhere, that it's legal, then you move to a state or you're in a state that doesn't recognize it. It has to be recognized there. And the federal government has to recognize it. That's what DOMA was all about, preventing federal recognition of same-sex marriages some years after individual states started legalizing them. The federal government said, uh, no, 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 no. And uh, or actually, they put that in place earlier. But uh, the then, finally, individual states did start legalizing same-sex marriages. And that's when Edie Windsor went to court to get rid of DOMA uh, as a bar to the federal government recognizing them. She won. The Supreme Court got rid of DOMA. We won everything we asked and hoped for. Wow. But it remains on the books of the federal government, right. and people are afraid that if the Supreme Court follows Clarence Thomas's direction and uh, gets rid of the Edie Windsor decision, DOMA will be back in effect. So that's why the Respect for Marriage Act is important to get rid of DOMA off the books and institute a system where the federal government and all states must recognize legal same-sex marriages. Speaker, uh, I rise today because the far-right 6-3 majority on the Supreme Court is on a rampage against basic freedoms currently enjoyed by the American people. Congressman Mondaire Jones of New York. In his concurring opinion in Dobbs, Justice Clarence Thomas gave us a heads up that the court is next coming for the ability of same-sex couples to get married. I am one of only nine openly gay members of this body. For me, this is personal. I still remember where I was on June 24, 2011, the day the New York State Legislature passed marriage equality. I was living with my friends in New York City, but I was still closeted. And I was so afraid still that someone might find out the truth about my being gay. So instead, I closed the door to my room and cried tears of joy by my lonesome. Finally, my home state of New York had recognized me as a full human being, affirmed all of those scary yet beautiful feelings that I had bottled up inside for decades, wondering, hoping one day that the world would change. Four years later, the Supreme Court's decision in Obergefell sent this same message to millions of LGBTQ plus Americans. I remember being struck then by the words of Justice Kennedy, who authored the opinion. Quote, it would misunderstand these men and women to say they disrespect the idea of marriage. 
their plea is that they do respect it, respect it so deeply that they seek to find its fulfillment for themselves. Their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness, excluded from one of civilization's oldest institutions. They ask only for equal dignity in the eyes of the law. Well, since Obergefell, nearly 300,000 same-sex couples have been married. Imagine telling the next generation of Americans, my generation, that we no longer have the right to marry who we love. Congress can't allow that to happen. I'm proud to introduce, along with my colleagues, including Representative Nadler, the Respect for Marriage Act, which would codify the right to marriage equality under federal law, but we have to do more than that. We have to expand the Supreme Court of the United States to protect fundamental rights once and for all. I yield back. The Obergefell decision undid what 35 states have on their uh, law in their, in their respective state. States' rights was championed by suspected insurrection co-conspirator Jim Jordan of Ohio. 30 of those states, it was the vote of the people, as I said before. But this, this, is going, this, this legislation is going to just, I guess, go after that, the decision of, of, of the respective states and, and, as I said, the voters in those states. We thought the Democrats were obsessed with President Trump, but Justice Thomas is a close second. This bill is simply the latest installment of the Democrats' campaign to delegitimize and attempt to intimidate the United States Supreme Court. Mr. Chairman, we're here because just three weeks ago, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, ripping away a woman's freedom over her most intimate health decisions. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. These radical justices took a wrecking ball to precedent of the court and privacy in the Constitution and placed even more of our cherished freedoms on the chopping block. Make no mistake, while his legal reasoning is twisted and unsound, it is crucial that we take Justice Thomas and the extremist movement behind him at their word. This is what they intend to do. Indeed, just yesterday, a Republican senator declared that the Obergefell decision was clearly wrong plainly suggesting right-wing interest in taking aim at marriage equality. It was the court overreaching. We must act now to defend same-sex and interracial marriage from the bigotry and extremism. In the wake of the Dobbs decision, with marriage rights now squarely in Republican crossfires, Democrats are ferociously fighting back. With a landmark Respect for Marriage Act, we ensure that marriage equality remains the law of the land now and for generations to come. Importantly, this legislation will repeal the unconstitutional and discriminatory Defense of Marriage Act. The final tally was announced by out Congressman Richie Torres of New York. Yeas are 267 and the nays are 157. The bill is passed. This bill got 47 Republican votes. Once again, Gay USA's Andy Hum and Ann Northrup. So, you know, those of you who are out there living in states with constitutional amendments against same-sex marriage that are no longer in effect for the time being, or laws against same-sex marriage, get to work and get those things overturned. You might get some Republican votes, including Liz Cheney, who 
you know, uh, one of the people who said, I regret my, you know, uh, my opposition to same-sex marriage in the past. And she only changed her mind last year. She, uh, <laughs> she was adamantly against same-sex marriage, even when her sister Mary married her wife, against it for years after that. But a year ago said, you know what, I was wrong. So now she voted for the Respect for Marriage Act, as did uh, uh, Elise Stefanik, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, right-wing crazy from upstate New York, uh, who's third in power in the Republican conference. All right, let's talk about the Senate. Senator Schumer, for the moment, is not committing uh, to a vote and is using a lot of uh, mushy language, but there is um, an acceleration of Republicans semi or totally committing to this. Uh, Lisa Murkowski says, you know, she wouldn't rule it out. Uh, Susan Collins is a, a, a sponsor of a bill or a version of this bill. Um, and then who else, Ann? Rob Portman of Ohio, who's retiring, so he doesn't have to face an upcoming... He has a gay son. And he has announced his support. He is going to co-sponsor the Respect for Marriage Act in the Senate. And Tom Tillis of North Carolina, who I think has voted for uh, some, some of our bills before, uh, he has announced that he will probably vote for the Respect for Marriage Act. So I think Schumer is not, you know rushing this to announce the vote because he doesn't want to be perceived as saying we're going to make you vote on this so we can get you on the record he wants to give republicans a little breathing room to actually have think you'll have hearings or no word on any of that yet well it's encouraging on one level of course chris murphy of uh, connecticut very affirmatively predicted that this bill will pass the senate I think this bill will get uh, more than 60 votes in the United States Senate, uh, and I hope that we bring it up for a vote very quickly. We are scheduled to go back to our states in August, but uh, I think we should be open to staying here as long as it takes in order to get that uh, piece of legislation passed. Let's get this done now. Let's not leave anything to chance in a Supreme Court that increasingly looks like it is trying to use its slim majority to impose a right-wing ideology on the country. Senator Chris Murphy's need for speed is apparently still not being felt by Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Disrespect for marriage equality could very well be on the agenda if the Senate changes hands in the November midterm elections. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. It was the court overreaching. Good news. Good news. Ain't that good news? Are you signed up for our e-newsletter, Inside This Way Out? We send them out every few weeks briefly reviewing recent and previewing upcoming programming and deepening the conversation about your favorite international LGBTQ radio show. All you have to do to receive Inside This Way Out messages is email us at info at thiswayout.org. And be assured that we don't share or sell your email address or anything about you to anyone else, and we never will. 
Again, to receive the occasional Inside This Way Out and let us know you're listening, email us at info at thiswayout.org. Thanks for finding This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from Elena Botkin-Levy and Joe Bainline, produced by Brian DeShazer. Aretha Franklin and Frank Sinatra performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This way out thanks to Kicking Assets Funds of the Tides Foundation, the Ivana Foundation, a bequest from Christopher David Trentum, and donors David Hunt, and Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listener donors make this program possible. Thank you. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For associate producer Lucia Chappelle and everyone at This Way Out, I'm Greg Gordon. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org and on CJLY, Slocum Valley, New Denver, Nelson Crawford Bay, British Columbia, KYAQ, Newport, Lincoln County, Oregon, WIUP, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned.